Okay, we're going to read um, in Proverbs, Proverbs 27, 1 to 19, and that's on page 468 of the Black Pew Bibles. Okay, Proverbs 27. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another praise you, and not your own mouth, someone else, and not your own lips. Stone is heavy, and sand a burden, but provocation by a fool is heavier than both. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. He who is full loathes honey, but to the hungry even what is bitter tastes sweet. Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from his earnest counsel. Do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father, and do not go to your brother's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. Be wise, my son, and bring joy to my heart. Then I can answer anyone who treats me with contempt. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Take the garment of one who puts up security. Take the garment of one who puts up security for a stranger. Hold it in pledge if he does, if he does it for a wayward woman. If a man loudly blesses his neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. A quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. He who tends a fig tree will eat its fruit, and he who looks after his master will be honored. As, a water, as water reflects a face, so a man's heart reflects the man. Our, our New Testament reading is from 1 Peter, chapter 4, verses 7 to 11. It's on page 859 of your pew Bibles. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks... He should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let me add my welcome. My name is Paul. There's lots of new faces out there tonight. It's good to see you. Uh, for those who are regular, let me give you a brief update on Rachel. Um, went into hospital on Wednesday again. Uh, the waters broke on Wednesday. Um, so we're in there now until the baby arrives. We're now 32 weeks and three days. So every day is a blessing. Um, I've actually just left her in a delivery suite because we had a big bleed at about 2 o'clock this afternoon. So it's a bit stressful. Um, Rachel was physically exhausted. I guess we're all emotionally drained. But um, in the midst of it all, we have real peace real peace. Um, we are deeply trusting in God. So keep praying and uh, remember us in our, in your prayers. 
If you'd like to visit, you're very welcome to. We're in the maternity ward at the Royal North Shore. Let me pray, and then we'll look at uh, tonight's sermon on the topic of friendship. Uh, Father, thank you for uh, your kindness and your grace and your mercy. Uh, Thank you, Father, for the way that you sustain us. Thank you for church family, and thank you that we can gather tonight to look at the scriptures. Uh, Lord, we need your help, and we thank you for your spirit who illuminates your word and who works so powerfully in us to teach us what we need to hear. And so we do ask for his powerful work tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. In Proverbs, and we're looking at a topic uh, of friendship. I have to say, friendship, I think, is one of God's most precious gifts to us. When I say the word friend, I'm not talking about uh, your, your boss or your employee relationship. Uh, I'm not talking about your co-workers. I'm not talking about acquaintances. I'm not talking about your church family. Uh, I'm talking about friendship. I'm talking about the people that you do life with. I'm talking about the people who share your burdens and join with you in your joy. I'm talking about the people who sit with you as you grieve and who delight with you in your times of delighting. If, like me, you have those few close friends, you know that friendship can be the source of the deepest, deepest joy, but also incredible disappointments. That's the nature of friendships. They let you down. Uh, Here's a couple of observations about friendships. Uh, I think we are losing the art of friendship. In the 21st century, I think we're losing the art of friendship. So in this kind of digital generation that we live in, we've got more communication, and we know more about each other. We know what's happening in each other's lives. You know when your your so-called friend is going out to the movies or what they're eating for dinner or where they're traveling. You know all those facts about them. But it doesn't necessarily mean you've got a deeper friendship with them. You kind of grow this outer fringe of friends in a digital age. I also think in our busy lives, we have less time to maintain and grow friendships. Or in this mobile society, I think our friendships are more fleeting. Or in our me-centered society, I think our friendships become more for what I can get out of it rather than what I can give to somebody else. Or as I heard someone say, uh, my friendship quota is full. I don't need any friends. And they actually wrote a letter to somebody and said, I've now got an availability for friendship if you'd like to take that up. Here's my other observation about friendships. In an entertainment culture, we get bored of friends more quickly. And so each year we have a different best friend, different bestie. But you've got no history with that person. You've got no one that you've lived through the highs and lows. We just keep flitting between one friend and another. And that's why we need proverbial wisdom on the topic of friendship. My other observation is that we use that word friend far too casually. We use the word friend far too casually. So I'm not talking about co-workers. I'm not talking about acquaintances. I'm talking about friends. And true friends 
real friends are actually quite few. There's a, a survey done in the UK uh, five years ago. This is five years ago. It says the average Facebook user has 200 friends. Uh, the average UK person has 20 people they are very close to, but they have an inner circle of five friends. Just five friends. 20 people they're close to, 200 Facebook friends, but just five people that they say they can do life with. Before we look at the Bible, let me, let me ask you, who, who are your friends? Let's just think about that for a minute. I'm just going to give you a minute to think, who are your friends? And what makes them a friend? Now, here's what the book of Proverbs says about friendship. Here's the first point. Choose your friends very carefully. Please choose your friends very carefully. Please recognize the, the influence your friends will have on you, the impact your friends will have on you. Think back to your teenage years. Did your parents ever ask you, where are you going? And who are you going with? And that second question, who are you going with? They basically want to know the names of the people that you're going out with. Because their imagination goes into overdrive about you know, the impact and the influence that your friends will have. And God's word says to you, please choose your friends very carefully. Here it is. Proverbs 13 verse 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise but a companion of fools suffers harm. 12.26, a righteous man is cautious, is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. God is just saying, think about who the people are you spend time with. If you make a dumb choice of friend, if you hang out with people who are godless and selfish and worldly, don't be surprised if you drift in your love for God. If your closest friends love and fear the Lord, they'll help you to grow in wisdom. But if your friends are godless and selfish, you'll become more and more foolish. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. It's really very simple, this point. Be cautious who you choose to hang out with because your friends will shape you and influence you. Now, you've seen that, haven't you? Haven't you seen the consequences in your own life of, of hanging out with the wrong people, getting in with the wrong crowd? And you look back on a foolish decision that you made or a foolish choice and you were surrounded by so-called friends who didn't love you enough or who led you down that wrong path and Yes, it was exciting and their lifestyle was enticing, but it was, it was hollow and it was harmful because your friends can either harm you or help you. See, there's such a thing, I hope you've realized, there's such a thing as, as fake friends. Uh, Proverbs 19 verse 4 says this, Wealth brings many friends, but a poor man, man's friend deserts him. Uh, the, the fake friends where the more money you have, the more people want to be your so-called friends. And people will use you. They won't love you. They'll just use you for what they can get out of you. 
Uh, there are sinful friends. Proverbs 16, verse 28 says, A perverse man stirs up dissension, and a gossip separates close friends. Please don't pick somebody who's going to gossip, who's going to tell somebody else all your darkest secrets. So think about your close friends. Who are they? Why are they your friends? Are we so shallow that we just pick friends because they make us feel comfortable or they affirm you in everything? Think about your friends. Uh, Are they the kind of people who will help you grow in wisdom? Are your friends the people who will get alongside you and encourage you to love God more and to grow in your relationship with Jesus? Your friends will go you closer to Christ or further away from Christ. I look back at uh, three guys who have been my closest friends for the last 11 years. Uh, they're the guys who really who taught me uh, how to love God more. Uh, they model to me how to be wise with my time and with my money. Uh, they model with, to me how to handle a crisis how to hold on to God and trust in God in the midst of the dark times, they're the kind of friends that you want who will help you to grow in your wisdom and lead you closer to Christ. So have you got those friends? Let me ask a slightly different question. What kind of friend are you? What's your influence on your friends? Having you as a friend, will that help that person grow in their affection for God? I want you to go away this week. Just look at your friendships and say, are they wise friends? Are they going to help me to go grow closer to Christ? That's my first point. Choose your friends carefully. But I keep hearing people say, I don't have friends, so how do you cultivate these friends? Well, Proverbs would say, if you want friends, you need to be a friend. Do you get that? If you want friends, you need to be a wise friend. Here's a great quote. I I went out to find a friend, but I couldn't find one anywhere. I went out to be a friend, and friends were everywhere. If you want to have friends, you need to learn to be a wise friend. That's my second point. Seek to be a wise friend. What does a wise friend look like? A wise friend is faithful. If you call yourself a friend, you're called to be faithful. I love this proverb, seventeen, seventeen. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. The brother is not in contrast to the friend. It's just, it's just a affirming it. A friend and a brother are the same. If you call yourself a friend, you are there loving each other at all times. See, the wise friend is there in the good times and the bad times. The wise friend is the person that you can phone up day or night. At all times, no exceptions, they will stand by you and you'll stand by them. In the middle of the night, first thing in the morning, give up their holidays, they're always there for you. They are faithful to the very end. It's Aristotle who said, Our friends must have eaten salt together. Just saying, just share the ups and downs of life. 
again, I think of those three friends I was talking about. Uh, one of those friends uh, came back from their holidays early, about six years ago, and left his wife and three kids and came to live with me for four days. I was in a really dark, dark time. And they're the same guys who stood next to me on my wedding day as my groomsmen. They did the highs, they've done the lows, and they're always going to be there, faithful friends, walking together throughout life. 18 verse 24 says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. There's a friend who sticks closer than a brother, Proverbs 18.24. That faithful friend. I find that encouraging. It's not about how many friends you have. It's not about how many friends you have. You can have a thousand friends but still be lonely. It's the quality of the friendship. Wise friends are faithful. They will stick with you through the good and the bad. And again, let's flip that question. Are you a wise friend? Are you the kind of friend who sticks closer than a brother? Are you there with people as you celebrate and as you grieve? Please don't say you're too busy. The the, the wise friend actually drops everything, changes their schedule just to be there, just to sit alongside in the really dark times. And the wise friend's also there Delighting the good times. Be a wise friend by being faithful. The second quality of a wise friend is a wise friend forgives. A wise friend doesn't hold grudges. 17 verse 9. He who overcomes an offense promotes love. But whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. If somebody has wronged you, if you're a friend, the best way to show love is to forgive. Don't hold the grudge. Don't make them feel guilty. Don't try and have them to win the, the friendship back. Just forgive them. What does 1 Peter 4 say? Love covers over a multitude of sins. If you call yourself a friend to somebody, to sit alongside them to say the words, that's okay, I forgive you. I'm not going to play this card in five years' time and say, do you remember the day we did this to me? You will really forgive them and you'll forget them and you'll love them through it. They may fail you, they may fail themselves, they may even fail the Lord, but you forgive them. That's a sign of wise friendship. Thirdly, a, a wise friend provides counsel. We had it read to us, 27 verse 9, perfume and incense bring joy to the heart and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from his earnest counsel. Uh, to understand this, this verse, you've got to understand the time. So the incense and the perfume were in an age where there was no showers, there was no soap. So when your friend bought you incense and bought you perfume, it's a real blessing. And what it's saying there is that the friend who brings you earnest counsel It's a real blessing. It should bring joy to your heart when your friend sits with you and gives you guidance and wisdom and counsel. I reckon the best example of this was um, David and Jonathan. Remember those two friends in the Bible? Uh, In his greatest hour, Jonathan went out and found David. 
And he reminded David that God had promised that David would be king. That's what a wise friend does. When we're struggling, you sit down with each other and you open up the word and you give each other wise counsel. The times when you're struggling in your relationship with God, the wise friend reminds you of where your security and your identity lies. They point you back to the gospel. In times where you are needing guidance, the wise friend sits down and just counsels you and keeps telling you the gospel. But I reckon this is probably the most countercultural characteristic of a wise friend. Here it is. A wise friend corrects. A wise friend is faithful. A wise friend forgives. A wise friend counsels. And a wise friend corrects. This is my favorite verse on friendship. 27 verse 6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Faithful are wounds of a friend, another translation puts it. See, wounds hurt, don't they? A wound always hurts. A wound isn't pleasant. But wounds from a friend can be trusted. What he's saying there is that a true friend will say the hard things to you. A true friend is not willing to, to look aside when they see you messing up or see you sinning. A true friend is willing to speak to you and to tell you the hard truths. If somebody loves you, if somebody is your friend, they are willing to wound you. Not to destroy you. Not being insensitive and not being just a harsh idiot, but they love you enough to say the careful, carefully chosen hard word to you. To point out your error, to point out where you need to change. That's a true friend. If somebody just plays you compliments all the time and says you nice things, they're not a friend. The Bible calls them an enemy. They just multiply the kisses. Oh, you're awesome. Oh, you're great. Oh, you're wonderful. It doesn't matter. The wise friend sits you down and says, Paul, that was wrong. Paul, I love you. You need to change your ways. That's the wise friend. It's like the doctor who cuts out the cancer. They hurt you. They harm you. But it's for your good. It's for your health. It's for your survival. He does it because he cares. And the wise friend will sit down with you and say the heart. The problem is we have such a, a high view of ourselves and we hate people correcting us. You ever done that? Someone says something hard to you and immediately the shutters go up. Who are you to tell me that? And we get defensive. Look at the person who's telling you that harsh truth. Are they a friend? Well, listen to them and say, thank you, God, that you love me enough to put this person in my life who is willing to say the hard thing to me. Uh, here's a challenge for you. I want to encourage you to go, go to your close friends this week. 
go to your really close friends this week and say something like, if you were confident that I, I wouldn't get defensive, is there something you'd like to correct in my life? Is there some way that you would love me enough to really say the hard thing to me? And if you've got people out there who you call yourself a friend to, please go and do it. It's for their good. I could go on about wise friends. Proverbs says that wise friends make sacrifices. I'm sure you've made sacrifices. Uh, I've made sacrifices in friendship for the sake of the gospel. I'd love to be at church with all my best friends. But you make sacrifices for the sake of the gospel. You move to different countries for the sake of the gospel. But there are just four things about wise friends. Wise friends, they are faithful. They stick with you through thick and thin. They forgive you. Wise friends offer you counsel and they correct you. Good friendship is such a rare gift. And if you've got them, praise God for them. Choose your friends carefully. Seek to be a wise friend. Here's my last point. Jesus is your closest friend. That sounds cheesy. But I need to remind you of this. Because if you're here tonight and you think that your security and your identity is found in your friendships. If you're here thinking that people will meet your biggest need, then you'll be disappointed. Because every friendship is flawed. Every friend will let you down at some point. And what you need is a friend who will be totally faithful, who will always forgive you, who will counsel you wisely, and who will correct you in love. And what's his name? The Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read an extraordinary verse to you. It comes from John's Gospel. John 15. John 15, verse 12. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Here it is, verse 14. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I learned from my father, I have made, I have made known to you. Isn't that extraordinary? That the Son of God, the sinless Saviour, would call you his, his friend. He knows that you haven't been faithful. He knows that you're guilty. He knows that you often do the wrong thing. But he still calls you his friend. And he lays down his life for you. He says, this is how you can be certain I'm your friend. I love you enough to be faithful, to forgive you, to correct you, and to counsel you. And when you know Jesus Christ as your friend, that will actually change the way that you that you offend other people. The, the more you know Jesus as your friend, that will help you be a, be a better friend to other people. I mean, how could you fail to forgive a friend when you've understood how much Jesus has forgiven you? How can you fail to correct a friend 
when Jesus is constantly correcting you? How can you fail to be faithful when you've got a friend who's just closer than a brother? The more you love Jesus, the more you find your security in him, the better friend you're going to be. I do hope you've got just a few friends. Forget those Facebook friends. They're, they're, they're good, but they're just superficial. Who are the, the few friends that are the ones who are faithful, forgiving, counselling and, and, and correcting? But an even more important question is this. How are you going to be a friend to your friends? How are you going to be the best friend you possibly can be to the people that you call a friend? Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you call us your friends. Thank you that you lay down your life for us and that you have given us your command so that we can obey you. And Thank you that you've given us other people in this world, people that we call friends. Help us to choose very carefully who we hang out with. Lord, we want to love you more. We want to be more like our saviour. So please put alongside us wise friends and help us please to be wise friends to other people. I'll set for Jesus' sake. Amen.